Welcome to another episode of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. The game finished just um, uh, what a couple of hours ago, and I have got uh, Ray in the house. Hello, Ray. How are you doing? Hey, 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 Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Now, have you finished eating your um, all oh, those I've mince pies? Fat left. Don't, don't worry about me. I mean, celebratory more today. I don't know why that might be. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, Colin. How are you doing? Good to have you back. Uh, it's nice to be back. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't particularly well on um, uh, yesterday, but um, I, I've never felt more like singing the blues. Yes, what a tonic, what a tonic it was, guys. And so, um, my goodness, that was uh, really, really rampant, dominant. I mean, the, the adjectives fail me. City could have been on deck chairs reading newspapers in the second half. But uh, wow, wow, what a game. Uh, only 2-0. That would be the slight uh, disappointment. But um, they're majestic in that uh, first half against United. Colin, were they not? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you, of course. And, and to be honest, we didn't have much in front of us, did we? Um, I mean, I think people were speculating during the week that United were obviously very keen not to lose this. And that they were set up very conservatively. Um, it, it, and it was interesting setup. So it was kind of a, a, what, a 5 3 2 um, with, with, with three at the back. And you, you, know, you looked at that lineup, you look at that back three of Eric Bailly, Victor Lindelof, Harry Maguire, and you think, if we don't beat that, then Pep won't sack him. But they were playing with seven dreadful. defenders, weren't they? Sorry, they were playing with seven defenders, in effect, with McFred. You know, yeah, well, Fred and and um, Wan is a bit too long to say. So, can can we just shorten it to the to the one and the the Ka, please? Um, <laughs> How dreadfully Shaw's the only the only one in that back five who you think is half decent. And when you look at you know look at the money they've spent and they've got that bunch of dregs. For a defence, um, it's shocking, really. It is, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's shocking that we were linked with Harry Maguire. I just can't believe, you know. Sometimes I think Pep uh, loses it at, uh, from time to time to think we were linked with Fred and uh, Harry Maguire. It's it's crazy, and even Ronaldo <laughs> and yeah. Bruno Fernandes. We were linked with them all, and uh, well, I'm so that, glad that, we didn't get any of them. Yeah, I mean that first half was basically total control for 45 minutes. I'm just looking at my notes and um, I've got 
uh, really, it was only towards half time that that we were. We I think we got a little bit careless, starting giving United a couple of chances. Um, but that first half was total domination for us. And we didn't even, you know, I'm going to be controversial here. I don't think, from a forward point of view, we were even as good as we can be. 753 passes. That's the most any team has complete, completed in a Premier League match against United since uh, Opta began recording a pass data. So... It really, really was quite savage, Mr. Savage. Um, uh, Ray, the, the, the first goal, um, it was interesting, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to look to you to, to describe it because um, I, I was, it's Cancelo again, isn't it? Well, but even before that, there was a, it was a really, when I, in, the, in my original notes, I wrote unbelievable cross from Walker. It was a fantastic cross from Walker from the right. Um, and if that was KDB, you'd have said that was world class. It was brilliant, right on Gundogan. Gundogan, I thought he should have done a little bit better uh, than what he did. Um, and the ball got knocked out on the left to Joao Cancelo, uh, the man of the moment. Um, now I've got to say, Mr. Bruno Fernandez, he didn't even bother. He showed no desire to try and block the cross. He put no effort in whatsoever, and uh, Cancelo put this cross in. Bay could have left it, you know, maybe De Gea would have picked it up or one of the other defenders uh, cleared it. But, you know, he he, he he thought he had to clear it. Uh, maybe he was looking for Man you know, he, he thought Man City's uh, number nine was behind him, uh, our false nine. Uh, and he, he took a big swipe and uh, sliced it um, past De Gea. And it was uh, 1-0 to City. And, you know, even in, after uh, the few minutes into the game, we deserved the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what either one of you guys can um, can explain the the meaning of this particular song that city fans were singing. Um, he sucks toes, my lord. He sucks toes. Paul skulls. He sucks toes. Now that just went over my head. Um, what am I missing, guys? <laughs> I'll leave that one to Colin. <laughs> uh, well, there was a video circulating on social media, apparently, of Paul skulls sucking his daughter's toes. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> That's where that comes from. But, um, yeah, let me just give it just. You can't make any jokes. You can't make any jokes to that. You, you, you can't, no. But um, just looking at Cancelo's numbers um, in this game so um, 125 touches, two assists, 89% pass accuracy, six out of eight ground duels won, um, four tackles. He is becoming just really, really so important for us. Um, I'm not. Actually, sure, Colin. Um, how good Jao Cancelo is as a defender. Um, what is your view on that? Well, well, um, you know, Cancelo is. Yeah, I mean, we talk about him. It, it, it's probably his weaker side as a defender. He's kind of, as someone said on Twitter, um, he's the best right back and left back in the world. We've got <laughs> the best right back and left back in the world, and it's uh, Jao Cancelo. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's almost like, um, well, he's playing better than Kevin De Bruyne in midfield uh, at the moment. Uh, and also, we, we really have three at the back. You know, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Ruben Diaz, who are all superb. Uh, and Cancelo was really playing a wide midfield role, wasn't he? Um, you know, he popped up everywhere. Uh, 
Uh, and even think that that cross for the goal. One of my only minor criticisms of, of that performance was that those crosses from the left weren't deep enough. Uh, you know, as Ray said, uh, Eric Bay probably didn't need to play that cross because I'm not sure it was going to a City player. That Gundogan was was possibly in range, but a lot of those crosses from Conchalo and Phil Foden were, were kind of dropping to the near post rather than going into more of a danger area. But mm-hmm. uh, and Cancelo again, he made one or two, well, two or three very careless mistakes, which could have given United an opportunity if they'd been uh, anywhere near decent. But they they didn't. He got away with them all. But but yeah, I mean, um, I mean that the system that United set up in just suited. I mean, uh, obviously we know Foden's brilliant. Uh, we know Cancelo on you know when he's on form, he wasn't great against Crystal Palace last week, but. He was absolutely on fire today. Um, when United just, as you say, Bruno Fernandes, Juan Bissaka didn't know where the hell he was supposed to be. Uh, Bruno Fernandes w- was left to cope with uh, Foden and Cancelo on his own in that first half and, and failed miserably. I mean, we had the run of that left side of Old Trafford, didn't we? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Cancelo and, and Foden um, were, were superb in that respect. Lovely quote here from uh, Tony Soprano, who is at SV Carboholic on Twitter. Liverpool goes straight for your throat. Man City are death by a thousand cuts. Choose your poison. That seems <laughs> to be that seems to be the way it might be this season. But I'm more interested in a quote from um, the very famous Julien Laurent um, from yeah. ESPN FC, who who picked out Bernardo Silva, and he says. Watching Bernardo Silva play like this as a false nine, a false eight, a false ten and a false six, all in the same game, is an education, incredible football intelligence. Is that um, going too far, Ray? No, no, no. Look, the guy has been phenomenal this season. As good as he was in his best season at City, I think was that the formidable season. He, he's awesome. He's incredible. And I think he's, he's quite easily overlooked by a lot of uh, poor observers of football, I would suggest. A lot of fans from other clubs, they don't even think about Phil Foden. Uh, even City fans, uh, sorry, um, Bernardo Silva. Was, um, some City fans are saying Phil Foden's been the best player this season. Uh, one of your good friends, I won't mention her name, uh, said that. But I would suggest it's Bernardo Silva. Uh, head and shoulders, partly because, I mean, Phil Foden's been brilliant. But he's all, he, he missed you know several games at the start of the season. Uh, and I just think Bernardo, when he's played, he's been incredible he's been awesome um the energy he's got the drive the you know the effort he's, he's got such intensity in, in his game he's running he's always running um and, and then he slows it down you know david silver-esque and, and turns round and round and, and dribbles past um opponents he's just popping up in the right places getting goals assists whatever uh it, I, I just think he's he's the one who's making us tick at the moment, certainly not KDB. Uh, the midfield magic is coming from uh, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, I, I, I did like Bernard did, and I tried to, um, you know, see what kind of score I would get, you know, out of eleven for um, who I predicted would start. And I thought that he might have left KDB on on the bench, um, but he didn't. So I got ten out of eleven. It's fantastic statistics here: eight hundred and twenty-one passes, Man City to three hundred and eighty-nine of United, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, 32 touches in the opposition box for City, four for United. 
I mean, it was just um, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, it's 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 really really hard to be um, a demanding City fan at the moment. You see them play like this, and um, uh, just uh, particularly that game against um, Crystal Palace, where it was so disappointing. I don't know. They're kind of like turning me this way and and that way, Colin. Do you feel the same? Uh, yeah, um, you know, it's just, um, you know, the gulf between the two. Uh, someone said, um, you, you know, United were advertising gulf oil on the uh, advertising hoardings against Liverpool. And, um, you know, there's a huge gulf on the pitch as well. Isn't that? I mean, it's um, it, it was like, I don't even think we would say we were we were. You could level criticisms at City today. Uh, I don't think we're at, at our absolute best, but we were miles better than them. And, and people say, how can we lose to Crystal Palace at home and beat United away? Well, that's because Crystal Palace are actually a decent, well-organised team, and United aren't. Mm, mm, mm. Ray, a lot of people on uh, social media were, were, uh, were complaining about the fact that um, we were so dominant, only 1-0 up. And then, uh, lucky enough, uh, straight after people were moaning about this, up pops um, Bernardo Silva just uh, just on the uh, forty-five minute mark. Yeah, look, no, it's not, we we des- I think we deserved another goal uh, before we oh. scored. Um, there was a. I, I, I want to mention this. We had a a great pass from uh, Cancelo to Foden. Aaron uh, Wanker Bisaka. I don't know where he was. Uh, he was at the halfway line whilst Foden had. Uh, was you know striding into their half. Um, he put he pulled the ball back to KDB, uh, who had a shot, and I think it was saved either by the legs of uh, Lindelof or the keeper. Bounced back to Gabby. I, I thought he should have scored, but he, he turned and shot, and that was somehow uh, you know fumbled over the, the bath or, or wide for a, for a corner. Um, so we had we definitely had our chances, and that that second goal that was another fabulous. Uh, a bit of city work. We had um, Bernardo was on the right. He passed the ball across field to Concello, who's on the left. Once again, Mr. Um, Aaron Juan Bissaka. It doesn't close him down. Half-hearted. Look, if, if in any game of football, you've got to put it in. You've got to put in maximum effort. In the derby, more so. You know, it's like they weren't that bothered. They weren't that bothered about this game. So you've got to put more more into it. Um, so he let the cross come in. Um, Maguire watched it sail over his head, didn't say anything. Shaw was at the far post. He thought, as I think most people thought, by their reactions, the ball's going out. They had it covered, nothing to worry about. But Bernardo Silva had other ideas. He popped up. And even, I mean, I was watching and I thought, all right, he's just going to get there. He's just going to just get there. And um, you know he won't be able to control it. It'll go out for a for a goal kick, and somehow we managed to smuggle that ball uh, in between David Agher uh, and and the six inch gap between him and and the near post. I mean, what David Agher was doing, not screaming at his defenders to clear it, not even trying to get it himself, and not covering his near post. And you know, for all, and I'll, let's say the heroics of David Agher in the first half, because I think he kept it down. Um, you know, I think we should have been two or three nil up. I think he helped to keep it the squad at one nil. He should have done better. The ball squeezed in at the near post, two nil. Uh, quite rightly reflected the city dominance in in that game. And you 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 just thought 
if City want to, you know, we could spank them five or six. But uh, if you're an all-time City fan, you've not. You can you remember we've lost two goal leads at halftime, so you don't count your chickens. But we, we were so far in front in terms of class and quality. Um, you did hope that we'd spank him in the second half. But on the other hand, and if we Liverpool beat them by five the other week, if we'd beat them by five or six, maybe, just maybe they'd, you know, did a, a bit in the bullet and got rid of uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So I've got to say, well done, Pep. Well done, players, for keeping it 2-0. Because, you know, United think, they'll think, oh, we weren't that far away. We were unlucky. An own goal, you know, and a mistaken defence. And we, we could have had, we could have got a point out of this. So I think they'll stick with Oli for a, a, a few more weeks, if not months. Mm-hmm. It was an odd goal, wasn't it, uh, Colin? Um, I felt a bit of sympathy for Dea here. I, I'm not how, sure exactly how, how much at fault he really was. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Got... If you feel sympathy for David Dea, there's something wrong with you, Mike. But, I mean, you've got Maguire there. You've got Shaw there. And, um, and um, you know, oh. poor De Gea was um, thinking, oh, well, this is, this, is, this is fine. This is all sorted. Uh, Colin, what, what's your judgment? Well, it was a funny ball from Cancelo because it was kind of swinging away from Bernardo. I was watching that thinking, and I know other City fans were thinking, that's going out. Uh, but I don't think was near it. Um, but... You know, he, he, he thought it was going out. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, I assume, thought it was going out. Uh, and Bernardo kind of stuck his left leg out, hopefully, just as the ball was about to cross the line. Um, and, and it seemed to catch... I, I thought it had gone to the side netting at first, but I, I was watching realised it was a goal. Um, watching De Gea, it was a... I don't, I don't know. I, you know, he's had his whole body behind that, and it kind of crept under his arm, didn't it? Um Seemed to kind of crept crept in through his between his side and the near post, and yeah, I, you know, I think he could have done a lot better with that one. I know, but I, I think you're right exactly about the the the, the swing on the ball from um, from uh, Cancelo. You, you know, if you didn't know better, you would have thought that he'd been, you know, shining one side of the ball down his um, down his head. Uh, his trousers like through abroad, you know, before he sends that over. It's 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 incredible. But I think we should um, uh, talk a little bit about that five minute melee when um, when uh, De Gea made uh, a whole bunch of uh, saves. Um, Ray, talk about a few of uh, the, those. I don't guys. remember any of them. My my internet feed was kind of like a little bit choppy at that point. One, well, he made a couple of good saves. I, I said there was the the moment where. Um, that KDB shot where it was saved between the, the keeper and the defender, but then the Gabby save. There was another one that he tipped over the bat. I mean, to be honest, that was a, a stra- I think it was a straightforward save. But he made some really good, decent saves, and you know there has there have been rumours that he's uh, he's been performing quite well recently. But uh, you know he let himself down with that 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 goal. Um, as Colin said, he, he should have saved that. He, you know. Uh, a, a decent keeper, any decent keeper. Yeah, well, even you tell a kid, stay at the near post. You know, so for all his heroics in keeping United uh, in the game, um, you know, he, he let the side down. But uh, you know, I'm not. Look, well, end of the day, I'm not complaining. The uh, the more mistakes he makes, the better. Mm-hmm. Any other points you want to make about the first half, Colin? From what you observed, or, or uh, no? It was the, the one thing we missed was. Um, the game was called into action again by one of his own, another of his own players, Lindelof. Yeah. Who nearly scored an own goal. Um, 
And, um, uh, you know, United defenders had more shots on their own goal than United attackers had on ours. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean... The thing you worry about, obviously, in a half like that is certainly to Bernardo's score, you're thinking, we've dominated this. We've been absolutely on top. They barely laid a club on us, and yet it's only 1-0. And, yeah. you know, you know what? we know only too well what can happen in the second half of games, particularly in derby games. We've seen United, you know, come back from losing positions at half-time enough times. Mm-hmm. And then Bernardo just popped up in that, just on the, you know, 45 minutes and Pop, pop that goal in, and um, y- you then thought, well, you know, I think we're safe. Uh, we should be safe, but um, no. So, so, so the yeah. So the, the first half probably even two nil probably didn't truly reflect our domination, but uh, it was certainly better than one nil. And uh, City, uh, Ray, they, they pretty much started the second half in the same vein. Now, people were looking to see what, who he was going to bring on, whether they bring on. Uh, Sterling or, or possibly Mares or you know you do, do, you know to really crank it up, but um, Pep totally took the took the piss, didn't he? Because um, he didn't actually bring on any substitutes at all. I, I can't remember. I think I, he didn't. I, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to bring on a sub, not in the first fifteen or twenty minutes, because you know we had control of the game, and I expected us to in the second half. Actually, he was asked in his post match um, uh, press conference uh, why he didn't use his bench, and Pep said the game was two 0 and it was so comfortable. So you got no. It was like a training ground exercise. There was no need to to bother anybody. Um, you know, I, and and like I said, we don't. We didn't need to spank him. So um, you know, if you brought Mares or Sterling or Grealish on, maybe they might have not, um, you know, heard the requirements of uh, not spanking them, and they would have wanted to score a goal or two. We could have won five nil. Uh, and that might have seen the end of Ollie. But mm-hmm. there was no need, uh, you know, and we weren't we weren't exerted. You know, we were playing it so easily, so so comfortably. The first maybe 10, 15 minutes of the second half, United had 50% possession. Um, I think we just, um, you know, went down a gear and then went up slightly again in this, uh, after about 15, 20 minutes. And then once again, we dominated. We were taking the mick out of United. I mean, so many of those passes... I think uh, happened in the second half where United were chasing nothing. They were chasing. They weren't even chasing shadows. I mean, it was chucking it down. Um, they were probably miserable inside. We were just passing it around, and United weren't getting anywhere near us. And yeah, we we had other um, chances as well. Foden hit the post. I think he should have scored. Him. Pep didn't believe it. Couldn't believe it um, that he'd um, hit the post and he hadn't scored. Um, so yeah, we had the, we had the opportunities, but look, we were so we were streets ahead of them, and it was just uh, generally a comfortable position to be in for a City fans watching it. You know, you you always worry, you always yeah. worry. You've seen United come back from two 0 before, so you worry a bit. But uh, they flattered to deceive. They didn't really do much. I mean, you know, I mean, some of their players like Sancho came on. And I think someone said for the second half, did he have about four touches in the game? And he, you know, in, in half an hour, in whatever, 40 minutes of football, it was really, really poor. Their big players didn't come to the party. And part of it is, is we stopped them, um, you know, on the door. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, the, a bouncer saying, sorry, mate, you got wearing trainers, you're not coming in. And like Bruno Fernandes, he weren't coming in. You know, Ronaldo got a little bit 
uh, grubby at the end with the you know some niggly uh, play. Um, you know they were Fernandez diving around, crying, whinging, pointing. You know when things aren't going. Have you seen it? When things aren't going for them, they really are um, dirty gits and whinging and, and crying about everything. And actually, one other point, I'll, I'll throw this in. You know, um, I think we should have had a penalty as well uh, towards the end on, on Gabriel Jesus. Um, you know, people say it's 50-50, but I, I think, um, you know, the fella got a, a slight touch and then clattered into the uh, into Gabby. So, but it was a dominant performance, an easy performance and um, a thoroughly enjoyable performance. Well, uh, I think one person who agrees with you on the, on the penalty incident is uh, a certain Mark Goldbridge. And I quote, Pep hasn't even had to make any subs. It's been so easy. This has to be the end of this failed experiment of ex-player sentimentality. And those um, ex-players in the media need to accept it uh, too. And um, on the penalty... He says, um, even VAR wants Oli to stay. That was a stonewall penalty to City not given. Even he had to say that. But um, just before we move over to Colin, um, we're going to test uh, Ray's uh, Twitter knowledge and uh, see if you can guess who made these particular tweets. So one person tweeted, one person tweeted out, um, Manchester United have signed Sancho to sit on the bench for six years. Um, that's got to be... Um, um... Choose me words. I get it. Get his name right. Sean. Neil. Neil. Neil Custis. Surely. How oh, was? I was, <laughs> no, was going to. I was so tempted to switch the letters up there. Uh, Neil Custis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. really close. And I was uh, going to say his brother Sean. <laughs> that was actually me. <laughs> but um, let's just see uh, who else Still we applies, have. Still applies, Mike. Still applies. <laughs> Still applies. <laughs> okay, what about this one, Ray? Um, uh, uh, Luke Shaw still looking for one of the emergency pies. He's buried under the pitch. That's Mr. Savage. That's Mr. Savage, Ray. Uh, can you um, can you just expand on that? Well, but, uh, Luke Shaw was um, he, he got injured, didn't he? he? Had about a head injury, and he was yeah. lying face down on the pitch. But uh, I, you know, I reckon he was looking for one of his pies. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's yeah. an important point. Actually, I thought when he went down, I thought he can't carry on. And okay, I'm a I'm a lay observer. I'm no medical specialist. I spent a lot of time um, working with doctors and around doctors. Both my brothers are doctors. My sister-in-law's a doctor. I, I, you know, it's 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 crazy. And I just thought I don't think he can carry on. That's my that was my view. And they they made him carry on. And within a few minutes after he carried on, he had to come off. So I'm a little bit concerned. You know, he could have had um, concussion. He looked a bit groggy when he did come off. So I, I think possibly a wrong call was made. And I, I think it, it happens too often in, in sport where the medics might know the right medical decision to make. But you've got to think about the football decision um, as uh, Jose Mourinho once said to his um, uh, doctor. So I just thought, thought I made that point. I, I thought he should have come off when he had the uh, internet in the first place. To be mm-hmm. fair, all their players looked a bit concussed. <laughs> I know it got, concussed it, or nonplussed? Nonplussed <laughs> as well, some of them. <laughs> it got so um, it, it got so bad that, that was City um, fans on Twitter were trying to, you know, you know, had a competition to see if they could come up with the 
the, the, the best sort of Oscar Wilde type witty epigram, Bel Air Citizens, uh, The Rain is Hiding Ole's Tear, Ian Bishop, friend of the pod, Bishop Bluehammer, Ole has changed to a defensive 4-2-3-0 formation. Um, uh, what else do we have? Peter Drury, Manchester United, this is P- uh, Peter Drury, the commentator. Manchester United are like the Milky Way in many ways. So many shooting stars, but they are not far from a black hole. And, um, oh my goodness, um, Ian Bishop again. Some United fans have already left on their long journey home to London, Ireland. Someone said, <laughs> someone said, was it Stefan said, oh, I can't remember who it was now, who said um, there'd be murder on the M6 going back <laughs> home in this rain down, down to London. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. Uh, it was a really, really incredible. Um, oh, Roy Keane, Roy Keane was extremely annoyed. You know, I saw, saw him at half time. He was... He, he could hardly speak. He, he was almost speechless. I mean, I think he, he said after the game, if Ollie walked in now, I'd grab him and say, why are you playing Fred? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just love that um, combination name that United fans have for that midfield, McFred. Uh, that's what they're um, that's what they've got to, to, to deal with at the minute. Um, no Pogba, actually, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what's he? What was he doing? Anybody? Anybody? Sitting, sitting on the bench, looking after his hair or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, guys, um, what else can we say about this second half? I'm struggling to think because it was basically City just twatting the ball around. Um, I've got to from... be honest, I, I didn't write, I, I was making notes and I didn't write anything for the first 25 minutes uh, of the second half because I don't think a lot went on. You know, because City were in cruise control mode. We control the game, control the tempo, let United run around a bit. Storms had a sh- uh, chance near the end uh, from a corner. Uh, he, he managed to swivel and put a shot wide. I think he could have done better, but there's not a lot happened because we control the game. United didn't put much of up much of a, a threat, uh, and you know we just treated it like a, a training exercise and uh, just let it roll out. It was interesting, uh, um, Colin, because before the game, uh, basically United supporters on social media had all of their hopes pinned on on Ronaldo and I think he did basically two things during the game he took a he took took a swing and made a volley that was um, saved by Ederson and then as I mentioned to you uh, pre-pod um, it's becoming a little bit of a habit isn't it that he gets very uh, kind of um, worked up and violent uh, in the last few minutes of a game if um, if they're not winning and he did it before um, in the last couple of weeks and he did it again uh, tonight, um, what did you think of his performance? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we know he's quite competitive, he doesn't like losing, but to be honest, if you're playing for this United team, you're gonna have to get used to it, aren't you? Indeed, indeed. Um, what else? What else is there anything we can anything else we can say about that second half? Um, I think what people were people were expecting, well, apparently, I'm, I'm just sorry, um, I'm just reading something here. I haven't watched the clip yet, but apparently uh, Solskjaer was told in an interview or during the interview after the game that his captain publicly publicly stated that their team lacked belief. Ooh. I mean, for your captain to say that, you know, I mean, that's throwing your manager under the bus. Problems at United, long may they continue. Well, well, hold on a minute, hold on a minute here, Ray, because then before the game, wasn't it Solskjaer who was saying that? 
we are the best, uh, the biggest and the best team in Manchester, and that therefore means the whole world. So you must have that wrong, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, let's, um, let's talk about um, individual players for a bit, uh, Colin. Um, Ilkay Gundogan, um, I think, was the one of the candidates people were saying for if there had been a, a substitution. I couldn't really afford him. He obviously wasn't having a big impact on the game, but... Um, wasn't really doing a lot wrong. Uh, yeah, as... No, he never he never does a lot wrong. But I didn't think he had as much impact on the game as he's had on other games. And um, just looking at some of the the, the 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 ratings, I mean, he kept things ticking over nicely, which he does. And certainly in the first half, he was much more uh, pronounced. In the first half, he was almost playing a free role. So, you know, at one moment he'd be sat alongside Rodri, and then the next he'd be in the penalty area. Uh, so, so that was a you know a great Ilkay Gundogan performance in the first half. Dropped off, I thought, a little bit in the second half. I mean, there was one uh, one incident I've got a note of where uh, about 66 minute, um, he was free on the left edge of the penalty area, but he didn't control the ball properly. You know, it was a bit Raheem Sterling-ish, um, and he was forced quite wide and shot into the side netting. Um, and there were other 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 things where. He wasn't quite the Ilkay Gundogan we've come to expect. So, I, you know, I don't think it was one of his best performances, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, and I think KDB as well was another one who fell into that category where uh, he, he was better than he has been, but still not the KDB yeah. that we know. Yeah, uh, so United can consider themselves a bit lucky that both those two players weren't really at the top of their form. Otherwise, we'd have absolutely massacred them. Uh, well, somebody... Sorry. No, so you go first. It's usually you asking the questions, but I think it's about time you answered some. Yeah. Man United have lost eight home games across all competitions in a single season for the first time in over 30 years. Can you name the eight sides that beat Man United in this this year? Can I name the eight what, 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 what? Man United have lost eight home games this, this year so far. Okay, so this is the first time since 1989. Can you name the teams that have beaten Man United at uh, the toilet at Old Trafford? Okay, well I'm going to get Colin, I'm going to get Colin to help me because I don't really. <laughs> that much. Um, okay, at Old Trafford. Was that game against Liverpool at Old Trafford? Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Um, let me see. They've lost. You say they've lost eight times this season at Old Trafford, or this year? This year? Oh, this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So obviously, there's us and Liverpool. West Ham beat them in the League Cup, didn't they? Yeah. Well, us and Liverpool have beaten them twice this year. We beat them two nil twice. Um, Liverpool have beat them five nil and four two. So that's five. Okay. That's five of the eight. They lost to Villa. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not touching European games then, no. Obviously. Um, they lost, yeah, they lost 1-0 to Villa. There's two more last season. They lost to a team that got relegated last season. Oh, Sheffield United, yes. Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. That, and yeah, they lost, they lost to yeah. a team that should have finished in the top Leicester four in the last beat, few seasons. Didn't they? Yeah. The last, the last, that's 80, eight games. And we're all, we're still in November. And mm-hmm. Liverpool beat them, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, um, Ray, let's let's ask you about this because you asked me one. I, this is not a pop quiz question, but someone I think we should mention is uh, maybe someone who could possibly be a candidate for Man of the Match. Rodri. Talk to me about Rodri. I'm not sure about Man of the Match, um, but I think he he goes through through some games pretty much unnoticed, so, which generally means he's had a decent game. I don't see Rodri making too many mistakes at the moment, you know, uh, which is great because um, I've always mean. felt... Sorry? That's what you want. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to make mistakes. I don't want him to be noticed, you know. Uh, the only times I want to notice Rodri is when he's involved in a good bit of play. Right now, I see him working hard. I see him dropping back to the defence, helping the defenders out around the centre-backs. When United try and put a little bit of pressure on us, he's there at the right place, right time, just to offer an extra body for, a, for an easy pass uh, because United players from midfield won't go with him back into the defence. And he just takes the pressure off. Um, and, you know, when United try to press us a few times, they put four, four men on the press when, you know, when they needed five or six because we, we would always have that uh, out ball. Uh, so, yeah, Rodri went through the game. Um, you know, I, I don't remember him too much, which I think is a, a credit to him and the way he played. Well, um, I had Rodri down as my man of the match, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray is very, very hard to please and uh, <laughs> thousands, thousands of Algerians will agree with me. Um, but, um, Colin, um, we did joke about our city keeping the score down to 2-0 um, would... Uh, would save a soul shower, but I, I'm not entirely sure about that because that's now four points from six games. Um, you think we don't, might... don't say that. I mean, it was a plucky performance today and two <laughs> fluky goals. Uh, and Ronaldo had, you know, got that shot on target again that Edison saved. Uh, it would have been one nil the other way. So we, I think we, you know, uh, we were, uh, it was telling two goals against the run of play today. <laughs> well, oh, come on, Colin. I mean, I don't think the United Board are going to be listening to listening to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. So, all joking aside, all joking aside, um, you think that they might pull the trigger? Well, they didn't. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I spoke to. Um, I say I was at a wedding this weekend, and a few United fans there. And talking to them, well, one of the things they come out with is, "Well, who out there is better?" and um, you know, you can look at that two ways. You can say it's a daft thing to say because Solskjaer is awful. I mean, he's not. I think we've said before on the pod, haven't we, that apparently he, neither he or uh, Mike Phelan actually do any day-to-day -day coaching out on the training field. They they leave that to to Carrick and is it Kieran McKenna, the other coach? Um, so what does he do? You know, and, and you, you look at. You can kind of understand that not coaching bit because he's not a coach. You know, he's he, he's just he, he's only there because he was, you know, you know, as I said before, if 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 you imagine this scenario when Ferguson retired and you got a pile of CVs on the boardroom table and you looked at and if you imagine that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was never a United player and you looked at his CV and, and someone said Edward was there, well, what's he done? And, and someone says, well, he relegated Cardiff and he won the Norwegian League with with Molde. You'd better throw the CV on into the bin. Um, so so you know he's there, like, you know he's there to 
he was there a little bit like Pellegrini after uh, Mancini. He was there to calm things down, get, perhaps get a better atmosphere in the dressing room. And you can kind of understand that. But if you can't coach, then um, it, it, w- w- why are you there? But th- th- there's always this thing about United that uh, they what what are what are their targets what are their targets for the season and they're quite open in the in the financial accounts the targets for the season are just getting into the top four fourth will do you know by goal difference if necessary get to the last 16 of the champions league well that's 50 bit 50 50 at the moment they should do it and get to the quarterfinals of the domestic cups well you know if you're not going to get to the quarterfinals they've not got the quarterfinals of the league cup of course FA Cup hasn't started, but th- th- those are those competitions in financial terms are minimal. You know, th- there's minimal uh, impact in, in winning those. So you, you, you can't imagine that that would be, um, you know, go- going out the League Cup or going out the FA Cup would be the clincher. But, but you know, the owners, the, the thing is, you'll probably only get sacked when, if it becomes clear that they're probably not going to get top four. That would probably be it, Ray. Um, I didn't actually know the thing about um, you know that that astonishes me. I didn't know the thing about Ole not doing any coaching, and that really does, as uh, Colin mentioned, uh, beg the question about he's, he just, is, is there any, apart from sentimentality, is there any reason that he's there? sentimentality? He was you know he was that that lad who who's a hero. Um, he, he's just a. He's like Ben Mendy, a cheerleader, really. And he's not doing any cheering at the moment. So what's the point of uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? You know, let's not worry too much about about their uh, troubles and demise. And, you know, let's just uh, uh, enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun. But but what what else can you say? We've been saying the same for for years. And, you know, they've graciously stuck by Ole uh, (laughs) and given him more money. I mean, look. They spent forty million quid on Donny Van Der Beek. He's been given no chance. I think I can't remember who said he's an eighty million pound player that they got for forty million quid. Um, and they stuck by him. They spent was it seventy odd million on Sancho, paying him fifteen, sixteen million quid a year to sit on the bench. You know, Ronaldo. They they paid through the nose for Ronaldo. Is uh, they paid Juventus a ton of money. They paid his agent a ton of money. They're paying him a ridiculous salary. And and he's you know he's hit and miss he's their best player this season but but even then he's hit and miss so you know I, I don't know what they're doing in terms of coaching I don't know what they're doing in, in terms of recruitment and if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer desperately wanted um, uh, Jadon Sancho then why isn't he playing him if he desperately wanted Donny Van der Beek you know why isn't he playing him so it's it's just a mess over there and you contrast it to what's going on at City. It's chalk and cheese, and there's some, something I, I read in one of the papers uh, or I saw on social media. said Man United are a, a bigger club than Man City, and they'll always be a bigger club than Man City. I said, I don't care. I don't care because we're the better club. We're the better run club, you know, better financially managed. We're better on the pitch. And, you know, United fans, as others, they go back and say, oh, you know, we won more than you. And I, I said, I don't care. You know, you're talking about history. And some of that history was before you were even born. You talk about recent history. Recent history is what matters. What's happening now, it, generally, it matters to me. What happened in the last 10 or 15 years? 
that matters, you know, in United's case, what happened in the last eight or nine years. And I think we've now won, was it, 10 trophies since they won their last trophy. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, uh, they don't play great football. They don't win trophies. Uh, there's nothing spe- special about them, except they're the biggest club in the world. Well, whoopee da. Enjoy being the biggest club in the world. Hopefully you won't get in the top four. So you'll be the biggest club outside the top four in the world and nobody will dispute that. Well, guys, let's let's move on. I think I've squeezed everything, every every inch of um, of of kind of you know witty remarks <laughs> or uh, sort of celebratory um, comments as well out of these two guys. And uh, or have I got that wrong, Colin? Because I was going to move on to um, something um, a little bit different. Now, just looking at the. Uh, the results at the moment, we've got uh, Norwich 2-1 up, um, pretty much a full time there. Norwich 2-1 up against Brentford. Um, Palace 2-0 up against Wolves. Now, that's a pretty good Wolves team. Um, and uh, and I, I suppose more more uh, interesting for City fans is that Chelsea at home have dropped uh, two points to Burnley. Colin, what do you think about that? Well, that's incredible, isn't it? You, you know, football's a funny game, isn't it? You know, we... Uh, lose to Crystal Palace, Chelsea draw at home to Burnley, and um, even Norwich get the first points of the you know first points of the season uh, uh, up and coming Brentford. But uh, it's interesting. The Crystal Palace result is an interesting one. I mean, I, I think they showed last week they are we, we weren't great, but they're a better team than perhaps we gave them credit for. And uh, again, Wolves who were on a bit of a run uh, have found it found it a little bit on the Crystal Palace. Rock and uh, maybe um, Paddy Vieira is getting uh, you know his feet well under the table then getting them well organised and uh, they're just out there you know they're just outside the um, the top seven now so that, that just a point behind Brighton who are in seventh two points behind Arsenal who were sixth and uh, two points behind Manchester United who were fifth but um, uh, you know had Wolves won that they would have, of course gone ahead of Manchester United so. Um, Mm-hmm. United probably had a bit of a let off there, so we've got uh, Newcastle. Yeah, some some interesting results. Um, you know the 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 underdogs. You know the underdogs coming out with the results in all the games, um, including you know the early kickoff. Um, so we're looking at Brighton Newcastle at, at uh, is the evening kickoff, and uh, I say Brighton could. Uh, could, well, we'll go with United if they win that. But um, Norwich's win puts Newcastle firmly in uh, bottom spot. So uh, a lot to play for there. And, and, of course, Newcastle supposedly close to appointing, if they've not already, Eddie Howe, which um, oh, is not an overwhelming... Breaking news. He's, apparently, he says that um, he's not joining without his assistant and uh, they're, they're stalled on that. Um, I, can't, I can't believe... I can't believe that because if you want somebody, you pay the money. Newcastle have got the money to pay. Obviously, the more they pay on the management side, the less they spend on transfers. But I don't understand why they got Freddie Howe. You know, they need all right. They need someone to keep him in the league, and I, and I understand all that. But why not just go out for the best manager you can afford, the best one that will come? You know, and I'm just joking a bit here, tongue in cheek. But why didn't you just offer Jurgen Klopp 25 million to come to Newcastle <laughs> or whoever you thought? No, no, seriously. Whoever you thought was a manager that could do the business, whether it's Jurgen Klopp, whether it's Brendan Rodgers, whether it's even, all right, Pep wouldn't have gone. 
But just look around. Who do you think you know, can can save you and take you forward over the next three to five years, and offer them, and and make them an offer they can't they can't refuse. Yeah, and come on, make them think about it. You go to Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen is twenty million, twenty five million. We'll give you two hundred million in in you know in the next year to spend. He'd have probably said no, but make him think. Make whoever whether you want Ten Hag, whether you whoever you want, whoever you think can make the difference to you. Um, give them the money because it's not the players you know it's 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 not simply the players that having better players that are going to make the difference the manager makes a huge difference and if you if it costs you an extra 10 million pounds a year to get a quality manager in i'd pay the money i wouldn't even quibble about it because he if if the manager can make your current players better uh, your current team play better and 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 be shrewd enough in the market that his way is worth his weight in gold. So Eddie Howe is an uninspiring choice. He might just be a stopgap choice, uh, keeping up this season and maybe into next season, and that's it. But you know, it it's, it's leaves me underwhelmed with the, all the money they're supposed to have behind them. I thought they could do better. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, I tell you what. I think what's an interesting point to finish off with them, um, Colin Savage. I I heard it on the grapevine. That you're in the process of um, of writing a new King of the Kipax article. Sh- care to tell us what it's going to be about? Uh, well, mainly, yeah. I've, I've I've been promising to do this for a while, but it's taken a bit of research. It's about uh, I've done a, basically an investigation into the finances of the top six clubs over the last few years. Uh, I tell you how long it's taken me. I started off doing it on a five year. Um, span, but so um, since I started it, it's um, they've all published their accounts, so we've got six years. So um, yeah, it, it, it's you know um, rather than all the rubbish you read in the media, I've really gone into into depth on uh, how the numbers stack up. Really, mm-hmm. when is that? When when would that be um, available? Uh, I think just before the Everton game. Right, just about okay. the time of the Everton game. So I'm just about to submit it this weekend. Well, finish it and submit the article um, this weekend, and um, um, then it should be out for the Everton game. But um, uh, and can I say, and I think I've said this before, King of the Kipax unfortunately isn't being sold at games, but you can subscribe, and I will publish on Twitter uh, shortly where you can subscribe. But you can also get it on Kindle. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you want to just download a download a particular issue, you can do that. I think it's not sure. I think it's three quid on Kindle. So yep. um, it's just that um, it's getting hard for uh, Dave Wallace um, to be able to sell them uh, at the ground these days. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I bought a copy from uh, Dave's wife uh, last time um, I was over at the the Chelsea game when I was there with Ray. Um, but uh, that's uh, I, I would really encourage our listeners to to support that, and that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, of course, our friend Emily, um, Ruben, uh-huh. fucking, is a regular contributor to the she, as well. She does too. She does too. Well, just, listen, guys, I think we'll 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 call it there. Um, um, we're probably we're we're missing our friend Bernard, but he's got internet uh, connectivity problems. But um, yeah, so um. Um, if you've been, yeah, it's a little bit of a mystery here. If you if you've been hearing all of these noises in the background, that's been that's been great. <laughs> this guy has been eating all day. <laughs> really, you know, have you got like some kind of a 
a worm in your stomach. What's been well, going on? Actually, you, you you haven't heard the half of it, Mike. You haven't heard the half of it because normally I turn my microphone off. I put it on mute um, when I'm not talking so that you don't catch me eat, eating or, or any, anything else. And uh, <laughs> by accident, I left it on two or three times. So, um, yeah, well, all I'll say is, guys, don't get sour cream and sweet onion kettle chips. Um, you know, I, in my um, testing and I've, I've been methodical in my testing. I've gone through the whole bag, all 150 grams of it. It's not worth getting, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, Ray. Uh, it's been a, it's been fantastic. Mate, look, the great thing is we're going to sign off now. We've got the international break, and we'll look back and remember that the last game we won was the derby. And what's even better than that, what's even better is that we know that United fans will be looking back at the last game they played, and that too was the derby. So that just makes it even sweeter to, to think what they're going through. Well, thank you very much, uh, Colin Savage. Thank you for coming on. And uh, final thoughts from you? Um, well, I say, as I said at the beginning, um, I've never felt more like singing the blues. Um, yeah, as, as Ray said, it's a great way to go into an international break with a, a, a really comprehensive derby win isn't it so uh, yes yeah, I, I put a smile on my face i, I was gonna I say one other thing most of the city I would, fans i would just like um someone like kdb to have a little break if it's possible and i know this is all um the, the bummer about the international breaks where they'll go off and play two or three games and play hard and, and i just feel that's what we're possibly lacking at the moment is some of our players have had no rest i mean someone like kdb he doesn't get any rest. You know, for the last eight or nine years, he's playing at a, a decently high level, decent intensity. Um, he's 30 years old. You know, give him a break. Um, he needs a rest from time to time. And so, so do one or two others. And I hope the international teams are, are kind to them and, and uh, don't, you know, um, play them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I hope uh, everyone gets uh, plenty of rest. I'll be... Uh, editing this and putting it out very very quickly so perhaps you can use the um the, the dulcet tones of ray and uh, and colin savage to help you uh, get over to sleep tonight and um, this will be this will be out there in, in a couple of hours um so what time is it now in the uk gentlemen five o'clock, five o'clock. Five. Five o'clock. so oh yeah absolutely you'll, you'll be absolutely you'll have this in time uh, just to uh, put you nicely over to sleep. I'm going to edit it. Then I'm going to go on to YouTube and watch some of Mark Goldbridge's tears. So I think <laughs> I always do that just for a laugh. But anyway, uh, I think we'll leave it there, guys. And uh, we'll say and finish off as we always do with have one on us. Enjoy your international break and up the blues. <laughs> <laughs>